You owe it to your dogs. Make sure that you are doing the best to keep him happy and healthy uh, all throughout his life. And if you're feeding your dog uh, dried kibble food, you, they're just not getting everything they need. Naturopathic doctor Dennis Black created the answer, and I've been using it with Uno ever since. Dog food that's kibble, everything's been baked out of it, cooked out of it. It has to be able to sit on a shelf for two years and not go bad. Uh, Gee, so what exactly is in that? You put a supplement on that food. You sprinkle it on, and it it puts all of the vitamins, minerals, the probiotics, the antioxidants, all of it. If it is healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens. My dog goes crazy for it. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. You'll get your first bag free just to try it out. Make sure your dog likes it. You just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or you can call at 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 833-GLEN-33. All right. We're headed to Texas next. 15 seconds. Yeehaw. America. Well, there's something going on in Texas, and it's not common sense. This is from the New York Times today. Bill to force Texas public schools to display Ten Commandments fails. Uh, why did it fail? Well, I'll tell you. And what is it exactly we voted for these Republicans for again in Texas? This is a warning to all red states where you think you have, you know, we got everything under control. No, no, you don't. I'll explain in 60 seconds. And then we're going to take a look at schools. What what have we done now with schools? How are we taking care of those? Dealing with aches and pains in your everyday life can be really exhausting. If you ever find yourself thinking about all the things you used to do and you can't do now. And when you were doing it was like autopilot. Now you can't because you're in pain. May I suggest a solution? There is a solution that I have found and hundreds of thousands of Americans have found as well. It is called Relief Factor. I tried it. My wife forced me to try it. I didn't think it would work because the inflammation thing with ibuprofen has never helped me before. Uh, And so I thought it was going to be like ibuprofen. It's not. I tried the three-week quick start, and I I have my hands back. I have my life back because my pain is gone. I couldn't paint. I couldn't write. It was agonizing. Now I have relief factor in my life. Please, just give it a try. I don't know if it'll work for you, but it worked for me. 
relieffactor.com if you're tired of the pain try this 1-800-4-RELIEF get the 1995 three-week quick start relieffactor.com relieffactor.com feel the difference a push to inject from the new york times a push to inject religion into public schools across texas faltered on tuesday after the state house failed to pass a contentious bill that would have required the ten commandments to be displayed prominently in every classroom now i know the ten commandments thou shall not murder thou shall not lie thou shall not steal very very controversial the only one that they really have a problem with are the first two. I am the Lord thy God that took you out of slavery. Kind of an important thing to remember. Uh, and you shall have no other gods before me. I don't know. Really good safety tip. Really good safety tip as our society is being pushed into slavery because we worship a different God. And that could be your car. That could be your job. In many cases now, uh, in after-school classes, uh, it's uh, Satan. But anyway, it didn't pa- it passed the Senate. It only had to go to the House and pass. But we have a Republican rhino. He's a Texas House Speaker, Dade Phelan. Uh, and gosh darn it, he just ran out of time. He was trying to get it. Now, we only meet every two years. They also were trying to get past the uh, idea that preachers could be school counselors. Well, you don't have to go to the school counselor, but I know I don't trust any school counselor because they're all learning the same bullcrap. And here in Texas, it's different than most places. This is a very religious state. We the the. the you you'll hear open conversations everywhere about God and Jesus. You know, the first time I went to a doctor here in Texas, he said, "Okay, before we start, tell me about your spiritual health." And I went, "I'm sorry, I think the lawsuit." And we just both laughed and he said, "Yeah, here in Texas we we look at the whole uh the whole spirit and body." Um and not all doctors do that, but he did, and I appreciate it. So what happens? This rhino, Dade Phelan, he goes and he makes sure that these things are not passed because they run out of time. They would have passed if he would have put it on the schedule, but he didn't. Now, there's something else about Dade that happened last weekend, and now our attorney general is calling for him to resign. I want to play just the audio of him uh leading the house just last weekend the speaker i'll move adoption mr campbell send that amendment the amendment is acceptable to the author is there objection to the opposite amendment and the chair has done the members adopt it the chair recognizes mr mr johnson of harris Mr. Johnson of Harris to speak in opposition to the bill. Okay. So I chair recognizes Ms. Niave Criado to speak in opposition to the bill. Okay. This guy is hammered. Either that or he's having a stroke or or something like that. But you'll see nobody gets up and says, are you okay? 
Nobody says, are you okay? Are you having a stroke? Nobody goes to him afterwards. Nothing happens. The guy, and and forgive me if he has some, I, I mean, I had this on Monday. I didn't air it because I didn't know if he was having a stroke or something else. Now, the Texas AG, Ken Paxton, has come out and said, look at this guy. Hammered while he's dropping the hammer in the last weekend of uh, legislation. That is inexcusable. Inexcusable. All right. So we didn't pass a lot of things, but we did pass some things. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, we, we passed a lot of stuff here recently about schools because of, uh, Uvalde, but we only meet every two years. So once this session is closed and that's it for the law for every two years, and it's fantastic by the way, but house bill 13 is a school marshals program, school guardian program and school sentinel program. I don't know where these things good or not. We have a retired U.S. Army Special Operations team leader and uh, combat shooting and tactics owner. It's Paul Howe. Welcome, Paul. How are you? Glenn, thank you. Good. I am doing good. I appreciate you airing this uh, topic. It's, uh, it's huge. And uh, it's like you said, two years. It's been a year. I think today is the anniversary date of Uvalde. It is. And so what happens is what has been done. Have the legislators, it's a clown show to a certain extent, as you described, uh, we have not done our due diligence, figured out the, the the problems, and we need to do that to protect our kids. I can give you some ideas. You just ask the questions. And, well, so uh, so let me ask you. So House Bill thirteen, what's the school marshal program? Usually, that's an eighty-hour program, and I've had instructors. We actually have a guardian program on the ground right now. This is our final day of instruction. It's armed teachers and staff. But it's a it's a hybrid program that nobody will touch because of the the requirements. They're vague. It's not well written. The bills are coming in not well written. They don't understand the the protocols. And so, what happens is people are going to the guardian, which is uh, less stringent. We've trained about uh, I think I want to say over twelve ISDs as far out as Midland to uh, the Waco area to East Texas in school guardian. That's armed teachers and staff, and we've been doing it for about ten years right now. And has that grown? I mean, I've I've been to a campus here in Texas that have these great signs that says some teachers uh, and uh, employees here will protect uh, the children. They are armed and uh, dangerous. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Nobody's coming into that school. Well, if we go to Uvalde, or Uvalde we saw the train wreck there. And then you had Nashville, which is more recent. Now, the problem with Nashville, the shooter elected that school because it was a soft target. And what happens is the administrators that approached the shooter basically died. And, and so they're waiting for law enforcement. Well, Virginia Tech set the, the template. The shooter there killed 32 people in 11 minutes. Any, every minute we did not penetrate the target and engage that shooter, three people died. And so we know the answers to the test. Columbine happened in 99. And so we're a long time past that, and we need to get better because the problem with schools is the standards as far as the law enforcement officers there. A lot of times, there's some great school resource officers, 
and, they, and they're phenomenal. But there's a lot of them that law enforcement agencies are using it as a dumping ground for officers, wow. and they're not maintaining their skills. And these are the folks who are going to be shooting around your kids, and they can't shoot. And they have we have issues with that. So I'm trying to fix that, trying to stay, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, push the, it's the training standards is really what it is for the state. Uh, it's pathetic. So and, what, so what, have we done anything in the last year from Uvalde? Have we, have we upgraded anything? Is there a way no. to fix this? Oh, yes, sir. They, uh, what happens is we have a, the TCOL, which is the state, basically governing board and they're an action agency that makes sure all the standards the problem is the state has very low standards we have low operator standards for police officers and then the instructor standards are horrific as well they haven't been updated in the firearms in probably 23 years oh my gosh so oh yes and so now you have officers going in in schools and, and these are the folks that you know we, we understand air marshals and the, the priority, they have a high priority on shooting and qualifications and their technical skills. Well, it needs to be the same as schools. Yes. So the guardians, it's a great augmentation to a school resource officer. Somebody can get there within 30 seconds and solve the problem, engage the shooter. And then what happens after that, the guardians, we train them to medical. And so with the medical, what happens is we can start treatment immediately. And so these problems are going to happen. We, we know it. We have a, a you know case histories as the politics in our world, and you see it, I, I, I listen to you, and, you know, it's frustrating because we know the answers to the test. I know. When, when is America going to stand up? When is the conservatives in America going to start fighting, uh, you know, for, they've been pushed back for so long and they're told, no, you can't fight. Well, let me tell you, the other side is pushing. You know, we have a mental health crisis in America. And so it's, it's huge, but, you know, I, I try to just say, hey, Texas, let's fix this. Okay, so, so if we change the standards, first of all, tell me what the standards are. I'm, I'm a really good shot, but yes. I generally only shoot during the summer. I shoot all summer long, and I get so busy when I'm down uh, here in Dallas that I just don't usually shoot unless I'm, you know, I don't do any live firing. Uh, and yes. I don't know if I were standing in front of a class and somebody came in, I would hesitate just enough because I'd be like, am I good enough shot to hit him over there without hitting any of the kids? You know, you really have to be up on your skills and confident to pull a gun out, especially in a school where there's kids everywhere. Oh, correct. Now, we, we teach the teachers and the guardians and uh my lead instructor for the civilians, he's been running a guardian program for years. They actually shoot once a month. Okay, but so wait, 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 wait. What are the standards, though? That's what you're doing. What are the standards? Yes. Well, we, we have seven pistol standards. And then what we do is so they have to meet a time and an accuracy. So they, they shoot these standards, and then they have to go into a live fire environment, which is we have a shoot house, and they shoot real bullets. What they do is they have to clear rooms, T intersection, outside contact, and they have to be able to put on tourniquets and do a little bit of medical. So they have to complete these, and we, we document it. It's, it's just like law enforcement. Where yeah, but this, this, have, is, this is not Texas standard. This is your standard for the Guardian program, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Because I, I am willing to go into court and testify as an expert witness, and I all our standards that I teach exceed the state law enforcement. Why? Because the state law enforcement is, unfortunately, pathetic. And they want to keep people, and they don't want to lose anybody. 
But the problem is we want to keep the right people. Yeah. And we want the right people going into schools. Uh, so, the schools, all the ISDs, go ahead, sir. I, I, I just, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. We have schools that want to have their own ISD police. And so you have these schools and superintendents that have never run a police department, have their own personal police department, but they don't understand the standards or training. Jeez. And that becomes a train wreck in itself. So these officers are not training like they should, and they're on, they should be active shooter response. And that's their, their primary goal, keep the kids safe. We want to interdict outside. We don't want that problem even getting into the school. If you watch the Nashville footage, that uh, the bad person drove around right by a playground with mm-hmm. kids, and it could have been horrific there. So, so worse so, than it is. So tell me, is this something that has to be pushed by the state legislature? Or can you just, if if you're in, you know, you're a parent and you're like, I want to bring this to the school board. I think we should have these guardians there. Can yes. Can people do that? Yes, sir. And that's that's what happens. The, the, the people on the school boards now are, are asking the questions and the right questions. And then are what is the training standards? And so what happens is uh, the more the parents get involved and the school board members and, and get in touch with the superintendents, they can make these programs happen. And it needs to happen. Our county schools, for example, we have maybe one deputy north and one deputy south in the county. It's a 15-minute response time to get to that school sometimes, depending where they're located. So that's 15 minutes of carnage that can yeah. happen unless you have a school guardian there. And these school guardians can be there early, late, and we don't, we don't advertise who they are. Okay, but, so, uh, so do people go to combatshootingandtactics.com to find out more about this? Yes, sir, they can do that's that. That's where they do? Uh, and by the way, just so people know who you are, it is my understanding that Black Hawk Down... It was kind of based on on your experience, was it not? I yes, I don't like to uh, yeah, put that out there, but I, but, uh, that. I, I, I spoke with Mark Bowden in the day and uh, helped yeah. him get the get the story right. We're coming up on the 30th anniversary of that uh, incident, uh, and so yes, and uh, yeah. so what I want to do is I left special ops and decided, you know, punched out my master's degree and then started my business to help law enforcement in the United States. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe in giving back. You know, you just, uh, when you retire, it's just time to get a job you like. I know. And I so, know. you know how it is. Paul, thank you so much for everything. Again, if you're interested in this school, just go to combatshootingandtactics.com. Combatshootingandtactics.com. Paul, thank you for your multiple years of uh, service, and thank you for what you're doing now. God bless you. Glenn, take care. Be safe. You bet. How often do you find yourself just going through the motions when it comes to feeding your dog? Bowl is empty. Grab the bag of kibble. Fill her up. But you could be giving your dog uh, something much, much better. A happier, healthier life just by altering what you feed or not or how you feed your dog just by a little bit. You don't have to go buy new expensive dog food or anything else. You just get all of the vitamins, minerals, the uh, probiotics, antioxidants, everything that your dog needs in their food that is cooked out of kibble food, put it in. It's called Rough Greens. They have a deal for you right now. You can get your first bag free. All you do is pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Uno loves it. Try it for your, bo- your dog. Get your first bag free. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. 
You know, I, I, I really have a, a real problem, uh, a growing problem with the great state of Texas uh, and our legislature and, uh, and our government, I, our governor. It's, I mean, it's what are we doing? What are we doing? Our, our country is under attack and our state house, uh, the uh, speaker of the house, the guy I just played for a few minutes ago, he gave all of the heads of the committees to the Democrats. We we voted for Republicans. What? Why would you give the committee heads, the chairs, to the Democratic Party? And we saw this as an effect with school choice, which yes. should have passed and actually has strong support from Governor yeah. Abbott this, in this particular case, but still was stopped by people in the legislature. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, what is the point of voting if when you vote for somebody, they don't do... They, they just pass the torch to the other side. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm. Ridiculous. Um, we should be leading America. I mean, it really kind of hacks me off. I came to Texas because, well, it was as soon as I could get here. And I came because there is a different way of life here. If I wanted to live in California, I would have moved to California. If I want to live in some, you know, wishy-washy state, I would have found one. No, I moved to Texas for a reason. I could have moved to Florida. I didn't. Because Texas was the one that had the reputation. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like I bought a lemon here. I bought something <laughs> that was advertised that's different. I'm not as negative on the state as maybe you are at this point. Well, I'm not I, I negative love it on the state. I'm really upset that... That Florida is getting the job done. Look, Florida's a great state. We lived in Florida, too, and it was a great... It's a great state. It's a great state. It's a great place. But as Texans like to say, it's not Texas. Right. But you're right. It's not Texas. And I don't mean that in a good way. Mm. Texas should be leading. That does seem like a change over the past few years. Just in the attitude of people. I mean, you know, it seems to be frustrating people here who've been here for a long time. Now, I was... Born in New York and grew up in Connecticut, so this still seems like paradise to me. Yeah, but still, I, I lived here in the '80s and '90s. This is not the Texas it used to be. Again, I'm comparing it to yeah uh, something totally different. Oh yeah, and that might be the case. Yeah. But still, I mean, I even you know I still talk to people from the Northeast all the time who are in love with what Texas is in comparison to what they have. But that's a low hurdle to clear for Texas, yeah, right? It's it a should, very yeah. low hurdle to clear. And if we don't start standing up like they are in Florida and passing common sense things, you're done. You're done. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about the Texas wind farms, Stu, shall I? This summer, it's not only time to get out and fire up the grill. It's a great time to make everybody uh, in your neighborhood going, "What, what what are you firing up there? Uh, Stu, what, what do you what do you got out there on the grill? Yeah, that's right, that's right. I've got well, not Stu. He's uh, a zucchini. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> the best quality American meats you can get your hands on. You can get them from good ranchers. They are really, really great. It's great meat, and it's from America, so it is supporting our ranchers. These are all from our local ranchers. They are. Um, Keeping our ranchers and our farms in business. GoodRanchers.com. Now, you get $30 off any box if you use the promo code BECK. 
but you're also going to get that locally sourced meat and it's really good and it will lock in your price so as long as you're getting your meat from good ranchers you'll lock the price in no matter what inflation does goodranchers.com promo code beck goodranchers.com promo code beck Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and save big 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV using the promo code FEDUP. I'm not either, but I am, but I am. I am. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're, we're having a Texas fight. I... Mr. I'm not really a native Texan. I'm not either, but I am. I know. Mr. Native Texan from Washington State. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. here as soon as I could. Yeah, after 48 moves. Yeah, well, don't. <laughs> it takes some of us longer to get here. I've been here three times. This is the third time I've lived here. And, yeah, people don't uh, re- remember your Corpus Christi okay, days. Okay, let's not. Like, can we went back? Please no play need. some old shows There's from, from no those days because those are good shows. need to be cruel. There's really not. There's really not. Anyway. Someday you need to tell uh, the story yeah, of your Corpus Christi I days. I don't think so. But uh, something else, the mm-hmm. Texas uh, legislature under uh, Fallon, the guy who was apparently drunk at the last session uh, over the weekend, um, he, uh, he failed to pass a few things. He, he just ran out of time. One of them was the bill seeking to prohibit China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia from buying property in Texas. Now, Meaning like anyone who is a national from, or is it like the government itself? Government, Russian citizens, and companies. So if you're a Russian citizen and you're coming over here and you want to buy property, no can do. Well, see, that's, un- that's unfortunate because we have our new policy on the border is to allow Russian citizens to just cross whenever they want. Correct. Because and we China. can't fly them back because we don't have good diplomatic Correct. relations Correct. with the country currently. Well, Correct. I don't know why we wouldn't. I mean, we, you know, sure, there's that little thing where we're supplying their uh, enemy that they're at war with with tens of billions of dollars of munitions. Well, and tanks that we had are, we had absolute word that they would never cross that border and go into Russia. Was, the good <laughs> news is, mm. the good news is, I just read about this this morning Mm -hmm. yes our vehicles were found over the border uh and they were being used to fight in russian space something that we said we had a pinky promise but Zelensky says no those were rebel troops those were russian rebel troops so wait so do you have the ability to i don't know Keep all your ammunition and all of your supplies safe. You had somebody come over and steal all of our American stuff and use it across the border. I don't know if you're trustworthy. Hmm. Think of how many dollars we will spend on weapons that will just be stolen by the Russians. (laughs) It's so great. Or how many that will never be used or how many that will... Just be misfired into a field and do nothing. No, you know what? Uh, the ones I like that are being shipped <sighs> down to uh, northern Africa and uh, middle Africa to be used by Islamic extremists. I That'll love that one. That'll I love that one. Uh, by the way, tonight, uh, Ron DeSantis is announcing. See, I think this is why this is my Texas problem. If Florida 
was just sawed off the map and floated away, Mm -hmm. you know, then I would go, Texas is leading the way. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But Florida is like a dream come true. Florida is, I don't know, the only constitutional state, it feels like. Um, and standing up for all the right things and getting it done. And the Republicans are actually acting like Republicans should, not like Republicans do. Uh, anyway, uh, DeSantis is going to announce his presidential You're essentially bid. describing the DeSantis case to be president, right? Like the fact that he's doing well, all these things in Florida and has turned a very purple state into what you're describing here is uh, that's the fundamental argument for his campaign. Yes, it is. But it's also the fundamental reason if I live in Florida, I may not want him to leave. (laughs) You know, he's only got, what, two years left in his term and then he can't run again. So I hope he's got this stuff locked down. Wow. That's why he's doing everything through the legislature. Yeah, I think I, I, you know, look, the the voters are going to make the decision on who actually wins here. But one thing I did appreciate from the strategy perspective of DeSantis here is that There was a lot of pressure and had to be some temptation inside that campaign as he's taking hits from Trump and other candidates Mm -hmm. and the media especially to bail on his initial strategy, which was do everything you can for Florida before you get this started. Yes. Maximize the effort in the actual legislative session to pass real difference making bills and uh, initiatives before you get into this game and i i gotta believe a month and a half ago when you know some poll numbers have showed that trump has opened up this lead yeah there had to be temptations we, just we got to get in there we got no one cares what we're doing in florida right now he stuck to it and he pushed this stuff through i think it will be part of his argument in the campaign of course but also it was good for the people of florida yeah and he he told me two years ago i said what do you I mean, please tell me these are not executive orders. And he's like, no, we just have to buckle down and get them through legislation. He said, my goal is to leave the governor's office with as little power as possible. So it is a true balance of power. So nobody can come in here and use this thing as a dictatorship. And uh, that's fantastic. That as a goal, that's one of the best goals I've ever heard. One of the best goals I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, uh, so he's doing this with Elon Musk. Brilliant tonight. That's interesting. Brilliant. Don't you think? Doing it on Twitter Spaces, which I believe is their audio platform. Basically, their streaming audio platform. Uh Uh, So I think this is brilliant for this reason. Elon Musk is, is, is at least appearing as a free speech absolutist. He is uh, at least appearing at this point of being somebody that is is just using common sense. And I think there's a lot of independence and even some on the in the democratic sphere, not the leftist sphere, but the democratic sphere that do not want to vote for uh, a Democrat. They just don't. But they need somebody that is kind of sane. And DeSantis could run uh, as, you know, hardcore conservative constitutionalist. But I think he is going to run that way. But he's also now reaching out to uh, to Elon Musk, I think, to widen the tent. I think this is really good strategy. Because there are a lot of people in the middle there that, you know, are open 
uh, to someone other than well, Joe Biden. I mean, I just don't see people that said last time, I can't vote for Trump. Not people who said, I'm tired of this. I want a difference. But people who said, I cannot vote for Trump. I don't think that has changed. Okay. So I don't know how many of those that didn't vote for him last time would vote for him if it would be enough to change the outcome. He could still, I mean, and he could still win even without those people. It's just a narrow window. I think that's the argument against it. And you have to win Georgia. Can he win Georgia? Can he win Arizona? Can he win Wisconsin? Georgia thing's really tough. I mean, if you look at the profile since he ran, obviously very close election that he lost in, in 2020 there. He had his problems with that election. But if you look at what happened after, you know, he tried to take out many of those big officials he disagreed with on those election results in the primary. And the Republican voters did not react favor, favorably to that. They, they did. I mean, they rejected his candidates overwhelmingly. And Brian Kemp, you know, I mean, it went easily to re-election um, and defeated his, you know, Trump's hand-chosen candidate in the primary by massive margins mm-hmm. um I, you know he's if just electorally he's going to have to be able to win georgia i don't think there's a, re- a really realistic path to win the election without georgia and it does not seem to be a state where his certainly his backward looking message performs at all i mean the people of georgia including republicans do not want to hear it. And they've told Trump that a bunch of times. And he may be able to win them over on it or whatever. Maybe he'll change his messaging. He's had times where he's done that really well. But, uh, you know, so far, it, it, I don't think he's he's moved the ball there. He's also moderated uh, himself to where he's becoming more of a moderate on issues. Abortion. You know. And, uh, trans uh, issues. Those sort of right. Things, yeah. And. Uh, I'm not sure that anybody on the left, and maybe they are, um, but is anybody on the left hearing that? Mm. I think that'll happen when you have DeSantis, because Trump is strangely saying he's a rhino, that DeSantis is a rhino. um, Yet the policies that he is advocating for are not rhino. And the ones that Donald Trump, at least a few of them, they are rhino. And so, and I think he's trying to widen the tent. Donald Trump is right. trying to widen the tent there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if it's real or, or not. Um, I'll, you know, go back to his record was pretty good uh, when he was president. Um, but I, I'm not sure how they're both trying to widen the tent. I'm not sure how it works with both of them. Yeah, you can't. You, you basically can't win without having new voters inside your tent you need to come up with somebody because obviously last year last election didn't work so you need to find a different way now i think part of that path is people realizing how bad joe biden is right that's part of it but i mean i say this you know there's lots of different election theories and i don't say this because i skip whatever you think about the election here for a second But I think there's a fundamental question here that DeSantis has an answer for, and he should probably make as part of his campaign, which is, if you believe the election was stolen in 2020, what has happened since 2020? Well, there's a lot more Democrats in power. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, whatever you think happened in 2020 is more likely to happen now than it was in 2020. Whatever you think that was. So 
Now, I'm not saying that isn't a way to discourage people from voting, because I don't think that's what, what went on. But if you believe that's what went on, if you believe the election was stolen, there's two things. There's two ways to do this, to, to avoid that situation. Overwhelm. One, uh, yeah, well, I was going to say, one is when you are in power and can do something about it, like, for example, if you're president of the United States, you need to be able to push that ball down the road to, to, to solve those problems and see them coming. You have to be able to do that. And I think DeSantis can fairly say, look, he had a chance to fix some of these problems and he didn't do it. Number two, the other way you do this, and DeSantis has some experience here, when you have a very close election that you, you squeak out, like Donald Trump did in uh, 2016, like Ron DeSantis did in 2018, the best path to not have to worry about any of these problems is to win your next election by 20 points. Yes. Right. And DeSantis has an argument there to say, look, I Trump was not able to expand the voters that he brought in after 2016. His victory in 2016 was immensely impressive. But his his even though I think he did a lot of really good things as president, he was unable to expand Yes, that that voting base. And I really thought that the choice, I mm. thought the choice uh, between the two would be enough. And it's clearly not enough. You know, that's it, Biden's the weakest candidate I've seen since Jimmy Carter. Uh, Hillary was really bad. Uh, Hillary, Hillary was, was really bad. bad. Yeah. She was bad. Yeah. But she wasn't weak. She was just in the wrong direction, like Biden yeah. turned out, out to, to be. be. Yes. Okay? Yes. But you didn't think that. All the people who voted for him was like, oh, he's going to just moderate. He's old Joe, and that's Joe being Joe. And that's what won. This time, if it's even close, that is saying something about the alternative or or about the country. We have fundamentally transformed into another country. Yeah. And I think, look, part of this, as you point out, our people will ha- or have woken up to Biden being worse than they remember. They, they, they bought the Biden train at some level yes. because he promised normalcy. He promised going back to normal things. We were in the middle of a, a pandemic. The world was really weird when that election happened. Yes. So you can explain, I think, some of that. And maybe it would be enough. I don't think. I think Trump could win the election if he's yeah, the nominee. It's just, it's just, too. it's, it's it, going to be hard, it, it, but he can do it. The other side of this is that DeSantis could flop as a national candidate. He might be terrible in these situations. I don't think that's going to be the case, but he could be. He hasn't been tested at all at this level. So, I mean, it, it could go either way. It's too early to know what's going to happen, but I don't, I think today's the day this election starts. Today is the day with DeSantis getting in. This is when this primary actually begins. And we've got yeah, a, a very interesting road. 18 months ahead of uh, us. Very interesting. All right. Back in just a second. When things are falling apart, let's be honest, a lot of them are. One of the best investments you can make for yourself and your family is food security. That way, if there are lines ever at a grocery store that are going around a block, you're not stuck outside waiting to get inside. This can so easily happen just with um, the uh, breakdown of trucking, the breakdown of the, the system again. That seemed impossible before, but you see how, how easily that could happen. We go to war with Russia. We go to war with China. Oh, my gosh. The world changes overnight. Do you have emergency food? 
My Patriot Supply is offering three months emergency food right now. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, 2,000 calories a day. Great food. You can get this kit um, to keep your family fed for three months right now. You can order three months food supply and get a $200 kit for uh, everything else that you need. Okay, Easy to order. It comes unmarked. And shipping is free. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. The Glenn Back Program. Hey, a, a brother from another mother on many things uh, is Adam Curry. He was here a year ago. He was an atheist at the time. He has just done a year of search, and he just got baptized. He's a Christian now, and he's on the podcast tomorrow. And we talk about AI. He really surprised me on AI. He's, he is, he's a tech guy. He knows this kind of stuff. Uh, we talk about that. We talk about uh, what's going on with the FBI and the CIA. Uh, and, uh, and we also talk about his journey. And it is fascinating to hear. That, that'll come out tomorrow for Blaze uh, viewers and listeners. And don't forget tonight, Wednesday night special, what this government is currently doing to destroy the American way of life for the average person, the American dream, gone. That's uh, tonight at 9 and right before, Stu does America in the I nicest of ways. Debbie did Dallas. He does America. He's a whore. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's our tagline. Yeah, it's at 8 o'clock. Uh, and then my special is on at 9. It's a one-two punch on Blaze TV tonight.